five, six, seven, eight. I'm counting down the clock because the red light is on, which means we are live. There's a lot to get into this week. Good brothers, and we are back for a very special episode. When we talk about this week in professional wrestling, we've got Edge potentially having problems in AEW. We have Vinny Mac being booted completely out of creative, not to mention NXT still on the high street, not to mention once again, Crown Jewel's main event is looking like Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins. We will get to all that and more in a few special announcements right after this. Let's get it. Houston, we have a problem. Yes! It's me, it's me, it's DDP. <laughs> Welcome to the Wrestling Rum Now podcast. Let me take a deeper dive into the world of professional wrestling. Now, you can watch all of our Wrestling Rum content anytime on youtube.com slash the wrestling rum. I am your host, yours truly, the real Dwayne Allen. That was old school. He is your host, not only the guy, Brandon Guy. Brandon, the guy, guy, the belt king himself, the host of championship culture. He is also your host, brother Hugh. Has a third A to the A to the S, T to the H to the E, three to the R to the D, and yours truly, the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> Brian H. Waters in the oh, building. Man. You can follow so us on funny. all social media platforms, including Instagram, Threads, X. Formerly known as Twitter. I can't let it go. And Facebook at Russell Rum. Like, subscribe, and engage in the conversation with us. You can also stream all of our audio uh, content and download it as well on Anchor, Stitcher, Podbean, Pocket Pass, Pocket Cast. I get I always get jumbled right there. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and watch and subscribe to our Twitch channel at The Wrestling Rum. Whew, that was a lot to get out. You would think I don't do this yeah. every week, right? With that being said, if yeah. you want to support me, <laughs> If you want to support the Wrestling Rum, head over to WrestlingRum.com. That's right. For t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, and more, head over to WrestlingRum.com. And before we go further, I got an announcement to make, good brothers. Uh-oh. Officially at WrestlingRum.com, we have officially uh, uploaded some new merchandise. We have jackets now. What? Have, yes, sir. We have windbreakers. We have coaches jackets. And we have a very special Wrestling Realm bomber jacket. So, as the weather changes and you want to bundle up, you can do so now in Wrestling Realm gear. Also, another announcement. We have officially changed some of the styles of the t-shirts to accommodate all shapes and sizes. That's right. We're no longer going to be sizes. We have have extended sizes for all of our t-shirts now. As well as we have officially slashed the prices. So we have 
slash the prices we have made sizes way more accommodating for all those who may want to um to want to purchase be a part of the brand and shop everything rustin rum you can do so at rustingrum.com so i suggest you head over there take a look at some of the new products that we have up including jackets including t-shirts and eventually when we get more product again we are going to be unboxing some of those products here on the show so we can kind of show the world a little bit about what we do and um if they want to purchase things they have the opportunity to check out some of the product right here on the show you're welcome there you go with that being said we want you to subscribe to our patreon channel patreon.com slash wrestling underscore realm for all exclusive shows and bonus material there's things that we can't say there's things we don't have the time to talk about but guess what we have a special place for all that content and material and it is our patreon channel we are expanding we are doing much more please be patient with us as we are going to rev up what's available for our patreon channel we have three tiers as of right now you can subscribe for just as low as one dollar so if you want to continue to be a part of the brand while exclusive shows and bonus material definitely head over to patreon.com slash wrestling underscore realm now with that being said the seasons are changing and so is the sporting events but i tell you what is it changing seatgeek.com if you're looking to purchase tickets to concerts live shows sporting events hint hint and much more head over to seatgeek.com you use promo code wrestling realm to save yourself twenty dollars or more of any one-time purchase so if you have never used our promo code, guess what? We're here to help you out. SeatGeek.com. Save $20 on your next pair of Ravens tickets that are available right now. Yeah, go watch them beat the Lions. That's right. We got the Lions this week. Ravens versus the Lions. Head over to SeatGeek right now. You know you want to catch it. Just like Brian said earlier, who, who would have thought this would be a big game? But guess what it is? So do yourself a favor. Save yourself a few dollars. Use our promo code. If you've never used it before, Wrestling Realm. That's SeatGeek.com. Promo code Wrestling Realm. All one word facts now with that being said good brothers as i put the uh branding back up i'm gonna dip the branding back off because guess what this week was anybody got a guess um wait october uh uh, nah come on okay i'll tell you what it was it was another opportunity for us to engage (laughs) in the latest and greatest show to the restaurant brand championship culture Led by Brandon, the guy, guy, and brother Hugh has the third. That's right. The Belt King and the Super Producer have come together. If you are not familiar with Championship Culture, head over to YouTube.com slash Wrestling Rum and check out the playlist Championship Culture because every belt has a story. Every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, brother Brandon, last week you dropped the bombshell with the first show, Championship Culture, NXT Volume 1. It went crazy overnight. And guess what? People are starting to get tuned in. Right now, NXT is hot again. And you followed up with another banger with Volume 2. Can you let the people know about this week's episode of Championship Culture? So it was only fitting that we went back to the... Because I feel like it's three different versions of NXT. We had the black and gold, the 2.0. Now they look like we're in black, gold, and white brand. So (laughs) go back to the roots. And if you go back to NXT roots, that's where a lot of things were starting to happen. Things are starting to catch steam. And I do believe, and I even said in the show, this is why we're enjoying some of the great matches that we have now because of the work that these people did back then actually planted the seeds for what we are seeing grow now. And if you pay attention to the the cover, can you put it back on screen real quick? Kind of gave it away what this volume two was about because if you notice how the NXT logo was a little different than last week, it lets you know it was all about a certain belt because every belt has a story. But there was a um, 
reason it was volume two. And it was a reason that it was two belts in this one. So get a chance. <laughs> go, go over to the wrestlingrealm.com um, on YouTube. I mean, slash YouTube and check out the playlist because you'd be surprised how we go back on memory lane with the black and gold version of NXT. Now, with that being said, where are your notes? <laughs> I've got notes. <laughs> I've got notes. Because <laughs> you didn't, you didn't say anything in the group chat. That's why I said, "Oh, he up to something." Y'all noticed yeah. he was quiet. I said, "Okay, we're just gonna wait for the notes." Brother Hugh has made it very clear that we need to start to put these things out there for content. So I saved the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> And I, like, and I like to hold my notes like buckwheat and porky down on little rascals with two fingers like this. See my fingers? Like Dear alpha. alpha. <laughs> Dear oh my I god! Hate your stinking guts. You are scum between my toes. You scum between my toes. <laughs> Speaking of scum between my toes, there's something that you do on these uh, championship culture shows that I take note of. Sometimes you uh. You tread the fence a little bit. I'm like, no, see, they, they, there's Brother Brandon go being political. And I want all the smoke. And you mentioned, in case you, I, I, can I say what the show's about? Can I, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so, so it was about the, the original iteration of NXT's tag team championship belts. And you went into the history of those belts. And most importantly, the tag teams who made these championships famous. Look at Brother Hugh. How on how time is that? I, I would expect nothing less from the mm-hmm. super producer. You mentioned uh, a list of tag teams, <laughs> and you talked about that these tag teams for NXT were the pioneers of what you know would eventually what would to come and what would be to come, and then of course, like you said, what we enjoy right now on the main roster now that old Tripster is in charge completely. Tripster, old Tripster. Um, but I'll say this: this is my first line. My favorite tag team, I, I remember NXT's tag team division stood out to me the most because that's why I met Wesley, ba- Wesley Blake and Buddy Murphy. Mm. Uh happened to Wesley Blake? Well, you know, he uh you know he married um uh he got married to uh Sarah from Tough Enough, but you know she on she had on time that she passed away due to Oh, uh, that was oh yeah, that's yeah. okay. Yeah. He, you know, and, and then he was, then he was in the, uh, you know, that 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 uh, that controversial group with Jackson Riker and all those guys, the Sons and of America. He got Sons just, of Anna. Well, he got, yeah. he was a product of that. Sons that of Anarchy. And it was just that was just a bad idea, so he just got rid of them. Like, just get off TV for a while. And eventually, he ended up, um, I think he ended up losing his job. I think he's a coach now at the Performance Center, as from what I heard. Mm. I don't know, but at one point, I remember they were my favorite tag team. There's a few tag teams that you named. Like DIY, the Ascension, Vault Villains, Blake <clears throat> Murphy, um, uh, Adrian Neville, and the other guy, and the White family. Was it yeah. Adrian Neville and the other guy? It was two different tag. He had two Oliver, different. Oliver, 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 and Twist. What was his name? They were the British. Um, the British. Like the ambition, time he was at the show, it was, um, Brandon, uh, called, uh, boy, random guy. 
Yeah, yeah that <laughs> random guy. <He's laughs> Oliver Gray. Oliver Gray. I'm sorry. I call him Oliver Twist. <laughs> I want to tell that story about random guys so bad, but we have a show to do. So this is Patreon. This is why we, have to, we gotta get a Patreon going. Random guy. But wait, guy be from your perspective or Hugh perspective, because both of y'all tell it a different way. That's the craziest. That, this, this is like a television show. <laughs> everybody tells their version of the story. This is very fresh Prince. And you know, like this. That, I don't okay, sure. Like, look, <laughs> it's like the attack team. One time, one time, Brandon got so he said, Oh my god, why is he always behind me? <laughs> yep, <laughs> he would like, like, Brandon, we had, we had a full blown real conversation, you know, group style, everybody in the circle just shooting up, and this guy would be right behind, like this, <laughs> like, around, why is he right just like this? Smile, all his business with his straight head. Oh, why is he here? <laughs> exactly, like, what is he doing? Anyway. <laughs> One thing you, you omitted from this show, this particular episode of Championship Culture, and I'm going to move forward, is you talked about all the tactics, but you never said who was the best and who was the worst. See, me, I want all the smoke. I don't care about anything. So you, you, you're you the diplomat. I understand. But uh, Brother Brandon, I have a question for you, sir. Who is the best tag team to hold uh, these tag team championships? And if you don't have a best tag team, tell me who's your favorite. And then I want you to tell me who's your worst. Now, now, once again, you had the same. I, I'm fair. So, same thing. Either the team, the tag team you didn't like the most, you didn't like the most, told the title, or what other tag team you thought was like, not nah, it. They're just, this is just dumb. My favorite tag team that held that iteration of those belts mm-hmm. were DIY because okay. it was a makeshift tag team of two wrestlers that I had that enjoyed be- <clears throat> because of the Cruiserweight Classic. They yeah. really. I saw Tommaso Ciampa in a different light than what we saw in we all We all we all did because we we yeah, saw front, so, we had a front row seat to his blonde mohawk. Exactly. So yeah, when yeah. that two out of three falls match made it just like that overshadowed everything else. That to me was just like the yep, they made it. This this is not to say to take anything from their career to that point prior, but it was just that was their establishing moment. Least favorite tag team. I'm gonna have to say sanity. No, no, no. See, this not, I need. I knew it. I knew he was gonna do that. Why? Nope. Because now I'm gonna argue with you. I'm ready to argue with you. It was. It was. And I'm gonna say why it was my least. Okay, go ahead. Remember, they had. They were surrounded with injury, and they had to switch out. So I feel like the last. It took away from it. Because didn't Killian Killian Day was the one that got injured, right? Mm, I thought it was Alexander Wolf. I could be wrong. Was, was it, it Killian Day? I thought it was Wolf. Wasn't it Wolf? It was all right. So Wolf is the one that kept getting passed around the factions too, right? Yeah. Because he was yeah. at Imperium for a little bit. It's just something about I, I. I think it was him. I don't know. It just that it just didn't click for me. I like Sanity a lot. I felt like they did really good with Sanity. Um, I like Eric Young in that setting. I like he them was, without the belts. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't care too much for their tag team reign, but um, they're they're two tag teams and. One was worse than the other. There's the Ascension and there's the Vaude Villains. You take your pick and tell me which one was worse. <laughs> it's because the freaking Ascension. the, the, the Ascension. Ascension's promos look like PlayStation commercials from like 1995. And, and they, then... didn't have the best, <laughs> they didn't have the best matches. They were like, out of all of the matches, they were on the bottom. And in that division, being the bottom wasn't an insult, but it was like a big difference between the worst and the almost worst. Does that make sense? Sure. And NXT was a little bit corny when they first started out in comparison to what they would eventually become. Correct. And uh and and and, and the Vaudevillains and Ascension 
Bro. where <laughs> at least at least the villains were funny. And that's what I they were different. And yeah. I watch um uh Simon Miller when he talks about goofy wrestling. I feel like mm-hmm. the Vaughn villains right. were embodied with that. And it was like, all right, I, I'm not gonna go out of my way to see them, but if they want them to watch them. And then and then they tag they tag with your girl blue pants. <laughs> Oliva. <laughs> ah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna start trouble, but guess what? I'm here we go. Moving on with the who was your favorite tag team? It was it was West uh Wesley Blake and, and Buddy Murphy, you know, with Alessa, oh, Alexa like Bliss. I like their look, they were my favorite my favorite tag team for a while, like throughout the whole company for a long period of time. And then DIY came along and eventually I was like, okay, I like I like these guys a lot better. But they at one point they they were my favorite tag team. They so they I'm were the ones mm-hmm. I want to ask you one thing about them. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Murphy, as whatever you want to call him, right? Mm-hmm. When he had his singles run, yeah. do you think if he had a mouthpiece like Zelena Vega or a mouthpiece of that caliber, he would have did more? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Because he were he him and Andrade remind me of the same person, which is why they tore the house down on that one episode, random episode of AW Collision in a ladder match for I don't even know what they were fighting for. Uh the mask. They get his yeah, mask. That, there you go, the mask. <laughs> Yeah, because he he was he was very talented, man. He was he's st- and he still is all, but it was just he was flat. You know what I mean? He uh, and and don't get me wrong, I thought he held his own as a singles competitor. Like like even when you left NXT, I don't I don't think everybody needs to be like you know Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman, but I think it definitely would probably have helped him. But I think with his, you don't think about it. You don't see too many cruiserweights. With managers outside of like Ultimo Dragon and Sonny Ono, right. you know what I mean. Yeah. You know what I mean. It's it's because usually like y- your heel is usually doing some type of heelish tactic that where he needs advising versus pulled Alexa too fast from them. Yeah, I think pulling Alexa was the death nail for them because you know she got called up before they did, and then they were the mm-hmm. never same after that. I I don't know. Sometimes sometimes having that manager can be the completion of. Of, of what it is that you're trying to like, like even even the Hardys, like when when Lita Jonah Hardys, as big as the Hardys were at that time, it seemed like she took them to the next level. Like there's there's the Hardy Boys run, but then there's also a Team Extreme run, and then there's also and then you get into their singles careers and stuff like that. So sometimes taking away the valet, taking away the manager, taking away the um, uh, what what does Paul Heyman call himself? What he calls himself the, uh, the yeah the advocate oh, the council. Uh, I think I think it makes a major difference, but. And I always talk about that infamous show in Ohio I went to. And mm-hmm. I remember seeing Andrade with the suspenders, and everybody's like, who's this guy? And not even a month later, he has Elena Vega, a whole different character, whole different presentation. It was like night and day. Big and, I was time. Like, and, it, and it worked for him. It it worked, mm-hmm. it worked it well for him. Um, but yeah, so that, that there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be here for I'm telling you, we'll talk about belts for six hours from around with us. <laughs> Make it to the main roster? No, they did not. They split them, didn't they? Because that's yeah, what they split them. Aiden, Aiden came and then magically wound up with Rusev Day. Yeah, Aiden right. English. I think I don't think the other guy. I don't think what's his name. Simon I think he got released, didn't he? Yeah, because he was. I yeah, said he, he got headache stage. Started smelling himself. Um. So yeah, I, that's from 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 what I know. But yeah. Uh. But if you, if you want to catch the rest of the episode, the rest of the history of. 
that iteration of the NXT Tag Team Championships. That was the highlight of this week's championship culture. Remember, youtube.com slash wrestling realm. Check out the championship culture playlist to catch up on the rest of the conversation. Trust me, it's my favorite, one of my favorite shows. If not my favorite show, I have to catch it every week. You can do the same thing. YouTube.com slash wrestling realm. Playlist championship culture. Good brothers. Yes, sir. This is going to be one of those shows where we just catch up. Right, we talk about what has happened this week in pro wrestling. Now you say, well, well, well what happened this week, realness? Well, quite, quite a bit. We have, we have quite a bit to talk about. Um, but you know, of course, before we get into that, I have one question to ask you guys: What did you watch this week? If people don't know what that is. That was the did you watch sound effect slash graphic screen flashy thingy? Um, so. Good brothers, before we get into today's conversation, what did you guys get into this week? Well, I sat around and um basically had my face stuck in the computer screen and was on the phone most of the time yelling at Mr. Gump, friend of the guy guy. Yeah, I can see, yeah, that. I can see that happening. <laughs> yeah, he, he was getting on my nerves for the most part, but uh I, I, I invaded a couple of their conversations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you oh, what man. you did. I merged the call with Brian. He will say, "Hey, sexy." <laughs> all the way off. I said, "Yep." This this conversation, okay, sure. Oh man, this, it wouldn't be a conversation if it didn't start off with shenanigans. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not even a conversation without it. He start. He starts. <laughs> it, it finishes in the middle of it. Has it? It's just all that. And I asked myself, why do I keep answering the phone? Why do I call him? What am I doing? <laughs> exactly. I, I, I would love to be a fly on the wall for a championship culture creative meeting. Because <laughs> right? I, I don't know how you guys do things, but I, I'll be sitting there and, and I'll get into what I'm watching and I'll be watching stuff. And all these belts come flying across my screen. And I'm just thinking like, man, what if they talk about this? And what if they talk about that? And what about that title? What about this? And uh, I don't know what I was watching. It's... um. There's a guy on YouTube. I keep forget. I don't remember his name, but he does like he, he has like a yellow and black background. He always does the random like WWS 1995 or you know what I mean. And I, and oh they yeah, were talking, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. And they were talking about secondary titles, and he was just talking about all the forgettable uh, secondary title reigns. And he was referring to like the United States Championship by the time it got to the WWE and stuff like that. And I was and I and I'm as I'm saying all these just belts that I need in my life flash across the screen. I was like, man, I wonder how they come up with the ideas for their show. And uh based off what you just said, brother Hugh, now it's got it's got me that much more interested, but that's just <laughs> cool. But um I'll tell you, if we record it one thing, you'll be like, Oh my god, how did y'all get it? It literally starts with a you know what would be really cool. Next thing I know, I'd have made a TikTok, he'd have made six graphics, we hate all of them. We start over. I send him video. Yep. He literally has videos of I'm scared because he has the uncut version of championship culture. And I feel like it's gonna come back and haunt me one day. And he's just gonna produce a whole episode of me doing like this. <laughs> or, like he got all that raw footage, and it's gonna be it's gonna come back and bite me. And I I I'ma say it now. I done made extra videos say, yeah, do something with this. So I don't know what's gonna happen. So we shall see. I'm gonna say right now, I wouldn't trust my brother Hugh with that type of shenanigans. He can't help himself. He he can't, he can't help himself. Big fan. I'm an I'm I'm angel. I don't know what y'all talking about. Angel what? Angel Garza? 
the fallen angel? Yeah, because he's he, he, the one-winged one angel. Because he, 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 he was too slick and he was too fast. You look up. Trust me, I know. Like, I, I didn't come get a championship belt, and it turned into a whole program. <laughs> Thank God it, right. didn't make it, to, it didn't make it to WrestleMania. We, we closed the story out of Backlash. <laughs> oh, it was going to New York. It was going to go to New York. Oh man, it's I swear it if, definitely if, was. If my, if my belt made it to Madison Square Garden before I did, I'd have quit the show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I quit, bro. I'm not doing this anymore. You gotta you gotta do the garden. Yeah, but uh I I, I tell you one of the things I did watch this week that uh I I actually watched NXT after the, the big show. I think no pun intended, Paul White. Sorry. <laughs> I think last week's episode of NXT kind of did its job where <laughs> where uh I'm trying to make Brother Brandon spit his juice out. I'm trying to say something funny on purpose every time he takes a sip. Um, <laughs> but I went, I ended up, I found myself going back to watch NXT again. And I, and I said to myself, I said, this is right. This is what NXT last week's goal was supposed to do was to keep new eyes on the product. And now I'm be honest with everybody in my house, their attitude toward NXT has changed because before it was like, well, what is NXT? Like with all these new faces. But sometimes when you have these familiar faces show up and then you kind of I'll give it a shot and do you watch it? Then that now you look at it under a different context. So NXT is something that's that's watched now in my house. And I remember I just remember watching um once again, man, this they're selling us Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes. Are you guys satisfied with Carmelo Hayes's uh, baby face run? Because Lord knows it's almost over. <laughs> it's over. It's but you know, and I say this, I'm I'm excited for it because Trick figured out how to get over, and Mello hasn't. So the way I, to get who, over it. Who who called it? Who said it? Who said it? I can't. So, I, I, I no, can't this, say it. This, this Mello, because remember when he was a heel, he was like cocky and arrogant. But sure. this yeah. Mello about to go to a different range because yep. again, look who's and, producing him. Yep, and, and, and Shawn Michaels. About- is doing his stuff. He's reliving his career through his kids. We done already seen the barbershop scene. We about to we about to get uh, Shawn Michaels and Triple H right here. You know, I would oh, say I Shawn did, Michaels. I didn't, even, I didn't even think about yeah. that. I forgot they got a lot of history, bro. Oh, yes, I didn't even think about that. I was like, oh shoot, he's done this yeah. already. He, he has, you know, the attack. You gonna see Trick Williams all of a sudden? Like, who? It was you, Mello. He's gonna and, get paranoid. And, and, it's gonna be in reverse. You, you he's saw already Mello. started. Did you see it in the ring? Well, that's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's where I was going. Mello yeah. was smart, and I was like, okay, he's gonna be okay. And when I saw that facial reaction, because I actually had the TV on mute, mm-hmm. and I saw his facial reaction, I said, I feel good now. I, I don't feel like he's gonna get lost in sauce because he he sold it, and he's in. You know, he he and I did what I had to do. Um, you know, and it's crazy because you talk about what do you watch this week? I've just watched the um two dudes with attitudes untold. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That like that that type of stuff is just like it's such uh I miss timeless it. material because you could just go back and like a lot of them I didn't actually see two or three times just because I was like I like say if it was like Undertaker versus Kane, I like to hear them tell that story when Kane made his debut, you know, and um so like I was watching the two dudes with attitude, and it's just like man, this is, and it just put me back in that mindset of freaking Carmelo, but it's now going into it like a different wavelength of Shawn Michaels' career, um, and, and that's the best thing about him producing 
and him kind of like steering the ship because you're seeing the way he does things versus like the way it was before. He's letting them tell stories. Like Goldberg was quoted, he said, like, pro wrestling has no depth today. And I'm like, well, you shouldn't be talking, but oh. <laughs> play play the gunshots. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, if is he not watching NXT? Like, there's a lot he's of not, depth. He's not yes, literally he's not a lot of depth of characters down there. I mean, you, you look at the women, you, you look at the main event scene, you got five people. That's you know, and, and dragging off, and, and like everybody's playing on mellow and trick, not just one person. Like before, be okay. One person's playing them against each other. Everybody's playing them against each other, and and it's got mellow paranoid. And Dijak, Dijak, his mic skills he's, has gotten so he, much better. He has yes. improved. Yes, because before you know he was very limited what he's saying. I'm like, oh, I, I feel vested. Now, <laughs> yeah, he was. I I thought it was very promo based at first. You know when he does. You know he, when he's doing his kind of his return vignettes. Yeah, and you can script those, right? You can kind of sure. direct those. But like who he is in those promos and who he has been in NXT, like I'm seeing it come to fruition. And uh, e- even his uh his even his spot when um Baron Corbin was trying to um take out uh he was trying to take who was he trying to take out? He was trying to take out Dragon. Oh. Yeah, he was like, I beat you too, and stuff. Yeah, and he was like, yeah, and I was yeah. like, and it, and it, it wasn't corny. It was like, okay, and Baron Corbin didn't sell it like uh like the Hulkster. You know what I mean? He wasn't like, oh, he was just like, he was kind of shocked, like, dang, he really beat me to it, like, which made it okay. <laughs> it me it, it made it very because he was like, oh, so his head was where I was too. Like he was thinking the same thing, mm-hmm. but that's think about it as a um as a viewer, that's something you can relate to. You're like, oh, okay, I probably would have did the same thing. You know what I mean? So, but what do you, you think know, about Ryan Valkyrie and Becky? I'm gonna. I was just thinking about that. And the crazy part is, I am so impressed with this version of NXT now and how they have found a way to successfully merge developmental mm-hmm. and a third brand. Like we talked about it a little bit last week, but like if you you see some, I don't care what anybody says. With, with a company like WWE, you have to prepare for your young talent to, one, get reps, develop, and still get exposure all in one. Yeah. And even people like Shotzi Blackheart, who is technically a SmackDown superstar, but she still she needs her reps. So much better on NXT. You know she what I mean? Oh yes. 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 Because she's in, you know, so it's like you're too good for the developmental because you got to make room for the next class coming up. But at the same time, you really haven't found your footing on the main roster. But now, because you're on the main roster, when you come back to NXT, it's a different audience. It's a smaller space. You can kind of, once again, I, I, I call it getting your reps in. And I like the fact that, like, like think about it. Becky Lynch and Natalia are, have single-handedly brought so many women to the forefront in, like, the last month that I've ever seen NXT or any other promotion do when it comes to women wrestling. Outside of, like, TNA back in maybe, what, four, five, six, seven? Eight, yeah, because I remember at that point during that run, it was like, bro, if you wanted women's wrestling, like for real, for real, you had to go to TNA because they weren't holding any punches, they weren't wrestling. You had like Vince the Ring, you had Awesome Kong, you had Gail Kim, you had ODB, you had uh, was Mickey, I don't, Mickey James was kind of in and out, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, but you had you had that stretch, and then of course, you had the beautiful people that were up, 
it was like, oh no, nah, they they're not, and and they would let them, they would let them like really, really go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So now you look at, it, you see him like, first of all, Becky Lynch is get, is, is working with a different young girl every week. I learn somebody else's name every week now. Um, you have girls right. like Zaylee, like you giving everybody a shot. Now it's my turn. I'm like, bro, this makes so much sense now. It's because I really thought it's gonna be play at Davenport, but I'm okay with. I'm okay with live Valkyrie. Bro, it's 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 like a list. Everybody's got to get in line, and she's and she's taking on all comes. I'm like, bro, this is perfect. It's because I may have watched two new girls get in the ring together at first, you know, for the sake of it. But I'm going to see the man because the man is a crossover crossover pair. She's not a women's wrestler. She's a superstar. Mm-hmm. Right. She she has proven that she can draw as a superstar, which is why they put her in those spots. That's why I says no disrespect to any women. Like, no, if, if you're that good, they're going to put you there. Especially now with old Tripster running the show. So like every week, it's she's got a different girl coming to her saying, "Yeah, that was last week. Now what about this week?" And I'm like, "Man, she's bringing so much credibility and 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 notoriety to these other girls because now I'm forgetting. Like Tiffany Stratton is 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 through the roof now is because I know who she is because she 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 proved she could hang in a ring with a Becky Lynch. Every now when her character comes on, I know exactly who she is. I know who exactly. I'm not questioning. We're going to be rooting for. And that's what I'm saying. And now you. Triple H introduced all these young girls to the Rumble, and everybody's like, "Who the heck are all these these women we've never heard of before?" And yep. now he's he's that was just the introduction. Months later, now he's given us exactly who these women are. So going to next year's Rumble, the, the audience is going to know exactly who's coming where, and now they can begin to start their journey with the main roster, um, the main ro- roster audiences because now majority of them like at a Rumble or Mania are going to be familiar with who these young ladies are. So you're not going to have a a flat reaction. You know what I mean? So it, it's one of the things that I enjoy the most about the uh vets working at even Dom. Dom coming back getting reps. Like he he's a he's a part of the judgment day, but yet, like like Brian said last week, he if it wasn't for his father and everybody else, he will most likely be with that group anyway. But yeah. he's he he's down there, he's involved. Judgment days always look around the corner, so it's like one of the best heels in the business right now. It's unreal. I, I th- and this 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 version of NXT is different. Is because when Triple H was running the show, they were very separate. When they first started out, they did things like this, mm-hmm. right? John Cena yeah. went down there. CM Punk. Yeah, After CM Punk was there. It was Seth Rollins a lot. The rosters that wasn't doing anything went down there to help out. Gender three and B. You always doing anything? Go down there and build Primo Epico. Remember, they were down there. Yeah, the they, they they went down there. Uh, freaking remember the the Shield and the Wife family was doing double duty at one point. Yep, they they both were NXT, so it's like you know, and and then like I said, the the indie era, the indie superstar era, and then that's when it really took off. The the and then when all that kind of ended, now we're back to where it was, and now we're we're starting to see that that perfect blend between what we enjoyed versus what they're trying to do, and I think it's successfully. Uh, once and, again, man, DX does it I want to beat up NXT. I'm so happy that we don't have to see Tiffany Stratton on NXT on Tuesday. But when she appears on Monday Night Raw, she's just stratting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. not going to acknowledge the fact that, oh, that's this person. You know, Carmelo Hayes is in the crowd. Oh, that's Melo. No, there you go. Carmelo on Tuesday. Oh, it's Melo here. We don't have to play with names or act like we don't know that they're the same person. Pretty much. You know, it's, it's, it's so much more cohesive because, once again, they're working together. They're brothers. They're like us. DX is just... They found a way to bring to merge these worlds together, and it's crazy because now I recognize Shawn Michaels' version of NXT, and I recognize uh, Triple H's version of NXT, and we all know Vinnie Mac's version. It was a freaking game show. Um, <laughs> so, 
we're gonna get we're gonna get to that later on. Like, so, I mean, it was good stuff, brother. It was good. Uh, I don't want to keep dragging it on, but yeah. But is, was there anything else that you you good brothers got into this week that you want to highlight? If not, man, we can ring the bell. I mean, I got Halloween <laughs> havoc going right now. Halloween <laughs> havoc. Why did brother Brandon raise his hand like he was in class? He's like me. Like right. he sure like, did. You're not going to ignore the fact that Christian said, "I'm not trying to be that leader. I'm their father." <laughs> I said, "Are they just let him say whatever he wants at this point?" I, I think like, it might be this contract. I, I said, "Oh, he, said, he just I, says anything." He said, "I'm not having them dress." What do you say? And goofy golf kids trying to pretend to be their leader. I was like, "Right, yep." Well, that's a shot. That was the worst thing. When I thought, I thought Edge went far. I'm sorry, Adam Copeland went far when he said. No, you're old. He was like, No, you're old with your shiny pants on. <laughs> I said, Edge was coming from an old man angry, trying to burn him. Meanwhile, Christian, like this, I'm their father. He called him. That's because he, uh-huh. he called him Bugat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm not going to jump the gun. But Christian is hilarious. Yes. We, we, can't say, we can't say. We can't say anything about AW without acknowledging the fact that Christian is just the best thing over oh, there right now. Yes, Christian is. Just... Hey, Tony Khan said, "Whatever you want to do, go ahead. Don't even tell me. Just go." Uh-huh. And Tony oh, Khan was like, "Oh, I know you was going to say that." They love not having no writers over there. They just enjoy that show. But <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm saving my comments. <laughs> Bradley, you said something about Halloween Havoc because I was watching some WCW this week too. But go ahead. I want to see what you watch. Yeah, no, I was just saying. I just threw a Halloween Havoc '94 in the opening bout. Is Johnny B bad? Back, why do you go back so early to these WCW? Because he loves those. That's his. Do you not know what the main event of the show is? Ninety four. I don't remember. Nope, not at all. Tell, not tell, 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 tell me about the main event of ninety four. Hollywood Havoc, nineteen ninety four. Hulk Hogan I and mean, Ric Flair <laughs> cage <laughs> match. <laughs> this is the their second pay per view WCW was we ordered. Their first match. Was, oh, see, that's see, that's not fair because you have these sentimental moments. Because <laughs> <laughs> the first time they fought was that Bash of the Beach, correct? Was that? Yeah, and this was okay. career versus was uh, championship. This one, Ric Flair had to retire. I hate the fact. I hate the fact that uh, because of what would happen after the fact, people don't give that match as much credit as it should, probably should have gotten. Is because I remember. I was into 83 weeks with Eric Bischoff, one another one of my favorite uh driving podcasts. Like if I'm going somewhere for a long distance and I need me a good two and a half hour show, man, Eric Bischoff is is, is the master at it. And yeah. uh he talked about that match in particular was the match that Ted Turner and them kind of rolled the dice on him. And they said, Hey, listen, if you guys can make this a commercial success, which they did. So that's when they were telling Hawk to call your friend. That's what he had. Mr. T was there and Shaq was there, and you know, it was it was in Orlando. Mm-hmm. And they had and just to be recognized as a successful national brand. And, and, and it worked. It got WCW running there before you know it. Monday, uh WCW Monday Nitro would eventually um kind of take its place and uh, go head to head with Monday Night Raw. Y- y'all but, don't uh, watch y'all never watched Heels, did y'all? No, I, ne- I, on, I, I never got into it. I just never it's, I never even it's funny I've seen commercials and promos. Yeah. I just yeah. Season two, so the, basically the dad he was before he killed himself was a promoter, and Ooh, that's why the son t- takes over the business, right? Okay. But season two they do a lot of um, callbacks, okay. and one of the callbacks was like the dad who has this promotion in Georgia called the um, Duffy. He was mm-hmm. trying to uh, basically get a meeting with Ted Turner, and he goes oh. there and he's like, "Oh yeah, this is gonna be my big shot," you know. Yeah. He's just trying to 
you know, get that opportunity and he just keeps getting blown off. But it's just like when you watch it, you go, you realize, like, especially in the South, because this is a callback in the 90s, how much Ted Turner meant to pro wrestling. And, you know, just everybody wanted to be like sort of associated with him. Nah, that's really cool. I didn't, even, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, uh, it's unfortunate that the show just got canceled. I heard they're trying to shop it around to another network. I really hope so because the, the, yeah. I, I hope so. Yeah. Happen, yeah. At the I'm end, surprised I Netflix know. didn't pick it up because it was on Stars, right? Yeah, yeah. hopefully. Yeah, it was on I don't know why I thought it was on Showtime. It was on Stars. I think it was, it was stars. Stars, yeah. I think it was the casualty was of the strikes and stuff. Yeah. Which is crazy because you would think that show would have went to Netflix first because of what his basis of it was. You know what I mean? I guess you figure, I mean, it came out what 2021, the first season. Mm-hmm. So that's probably the reason why, you know, but like today, yeah, definitely. But you know, with Stephen Amell, he was, you know, I know he was uh telling us in LA like he was trying to get them to release the trailer then, and the people just didn't understand. Like, well, why would we release it now? No, it's not time yet. And he's like, it's WrestleMania. Like, there's tons of wrestling fans out here. Yeah, and I was like, this would been the perfect time. He goes, yes, thank you. It would have been the perfect time. Like, yeah, he was like one of the people. Like, yeah, come talk to me about it. Like, yeah. I want to talk about this. You can tell it's like his passion project. No, yeah, you know, Stephen Mills always been a longtime wrestling fan, and yeah, I mean, who wouldn't want to have a chance to live out your dream on a uh, on a show like <laughs> that? I mean, after, especially at the SummerSlam when you know him and um he teamed with Neville to go against Cody and uh King Barrett. Well, Stardust, yeah. Stardust, and, yeah, and, yeah, I remember King that. Barrett. You know, so he, he got to live out his dream and to be to do that, you know, and I mean, for what it's worth, he said like C- CM Punk credited heels for like kind of reuniting his love. So I love to sit here and talk about Brother Brandon's favorite wrestler because we all know how much <laughs> the guy loves. No, I was getting excited about Stephen Amell because I thought he was going to have an arrow conversation. Well, no, it, listen, negative. <laughs> you see, now just as fast as you got upset about seeing Punk, Brian Ace <laughs> was like, nope, no, nope, we're not going there. So no, we, no, y'all say that for Rome at the dark. Yeah, because I'll go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> trust me, you that's that's a six hour can of worms that, that you I know. Up. Because um, I remember the night until the last season, brother Brandon flooded the group chat, and I'm like, I don't know what none of this means. <laughs> I thought we were talking the foreign language, but it's it was okay. That's all right. Which part? <laughs> yeah, look. Get you. What's good? <laughs> with, with that being said, Brian H, ring the bell. Let's get this show on the road. Forty-two minutes in. Shout out to Blue in general, real quick. Shout out to them. They just came back. I listened to the oh, show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was today, right? Monday. They dropped Monday. Monday, Monday. Monday. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Definitely shout out to the Mixed Tag Show. We had them on our show, uh, I guess, two weeks ago. And yeah, they gave they, us a lot of love on their show. They are, uh, man. Well, I appreciate it. I got to go back and catch that. Um, definitely the Mixed Tag Show. If you haven't watched it, um, I'm sure we have the information somewhere. But yes, the Mixed Tag Show with um, Blue and Jenna. Got to catch up with that. Welcome back. Welcome back. Much love. Much love. Much love. But you know who didn't get much love? There's a lot of rumors going around, good brothers, because this this show we're going to talk about this week in pro wrestling is Edge having already having some trouble in AEW. Now, I don't know how true this is or not, but, you know, we've been hearing some things, and um, we've been, uh, you know, of course, (laughs) wrestling fans talk, Dursey's talk. But what do you guys think about Edge's uh, short time in AEW so far. Is it working? Is it effective? And do you think Edge is already offended by his exchange 
with Ricky Starks because they had an exchange and uh, Ricky Starks called him. The, the, the rumor is they say that Edge was uh, they both were upset about the guys going off script and yeah, uh, AW's timing's terrible because like even like the punch just look crazy. It just looks different. How you take one person into a different setting and it's the this, the yeah presentation is different, but it's he got Ricky starts called Edge bug eyed and it's clearly got this. He called him he a, he called back him, like an old grumpy man. He called him a he called him a vanilla midget version of the rock. It was bad. It's just, but like Ricky Starks is black, so it's throwing me off. Um he told him he had shiny pants. I was like, brother, what's going on right now? He said, know your role. And then he, right, he, did, back, he did say that. He thought him more stuff. The insult was like, and then by the way. And, and then, then he goes, just, Oh, that's enough to send me over the edge. I was like, somebody, <laughs> somebody yeah, hit him with the Okay, but like I said. Edge is short time in AW. Talk to talk to the people, good brothers. I'm sure. <laughs> what do you guys think about Edge's debut so far? His his debut in ring against um, Jurassic Park, Luchasaurus. Um, what is who Jurassic Park? That's that's what uh, that's what um, freaking Brian Edge used to call Jurassic yeah, Express. He called yeah. Jurassic Park. Couldn't stand that group. Yeah, they, they were they were they were great. The group wouldn't have been bad. If if AW was for children and they sold toys, it's because the right. makes sense. But like you you have you're marketing this to like adults, like we're going after eighteen thirty five, like it's nineteen ninety eight, and you guys got like oh, barely being kids at the show. That's what I'm trying to say, and that's why the toys the toys stay on the shelves is because the kids are not familiar with these characters. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Edge and AW, what do you guys think about his first match in AW? Uh, how does he look in an AEW ring? I'm gonna give you my two cents, but I want I want you brothers to talk. Brother, you've been quiet. T- tell me what you think about uh the, the radar superstar Adam Copeland. Superstar. <laughs> superstar it, it, Adam Copeland. It's it's weird seeing him in that ring. Thank you. I'm just That's I'm still true. trying, I'm still trying to adjust to it. Um just I, I guess just the whole presentation of it, just the lighting and I don't know. It just seems like a well. AEW seems like to me it's a glorified indie show now, but Oof, with the man. lighting and whatnot, you know, WWE is is brighter. It's more of a production. Mm-hmm. It just it just fits me more. I think I just need a little bit more time to kind of get used to him in that atmosphere. But I do want him. I just want to see him and Christian go at it. That's it. I need, <laughs> I more, I need a little bit more time. I need That's a little it. more time to figure this out. But That's it. <laughs> no, I think everybody's waiting for that. But what do you, what do you mean by when you say? You think it's a glorified indie show? What about what you're watching just, makes you feel that way? Because we've seen glorified indie shows. Just the setting of it, like mm-hmm. y'all, y'all all know me. When I when I go somewhere, I'm always looking at the lighting or or the, the setup go. or the, the stage yeah. setup or whatnot of everything. It just it's almost like a habit now. Yeah, it's it's wow. just it on TV the way it comes across on TV. It mm-hmm. just seems like it's it's definitely not. You can tell it's not on the same level as WWE. Um, it's not really. It's it's slightly under. I would say minor leagues, triple A, if you want to say to WWE. And it has the it has the potential to get there, but it's not there yet. The stars, we really have. We've lived WCW. At the end of the day, yeah, you can't you can't tell eighteen thirty five what that looks like is because we we were there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Now, yeah. now, 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 my question is to you guys, and brother, you, you can jump right back into this if you uh, deem it necessary. Mm-hmm. We've seen bigger superstars go in smaller settings. For instance, we've seen, uh, we've seen WWE guys go down to NXT. Now, and all, we, let's let's be fair. We know that the presentation of WWE's production is is always going to make it look a certain type of way, even if it's in a smaller setting. Mm-hmm. But like, brother Brandon, I say this because what about when Christian Jeff Jarrett, Sting, Kurt Angle, Kevin Nash, those guys went to TNA. Did you feel the same way about their presence in a TNA type setting? The same way that Brother Hugh talks about his uh him looking at age? Because I, I agree with Brother Hugh 100 percent I watched it, I'm just like, bro, this like even when like when they're doing like like the the dusty finish running that he's like swinging and hitting, he's like the timing is off between the people. Like it's, you're supposed to he like he's like holding back punches because it's like, dude, you're supposed to settle us a little bit more or at least give it back to me. But it does look awkward. I can't put my finger on what about it looks awkward. But how how do you feel about it in compared? Because we've seen, like I said, we've seen these bigger stars go in these smaller settings. Did you experience that with those guys that I, that I just named um, versus kind of what brother he feels about what he's seeing on AW Dynamite? Because I definitely agree with him. Brian, uh, same thing to you. What do you what do you guys think? So, oh, go ahead. Was you about to say something? No, no, I'm saying that. When. The initial shock wore off in TNA. We still had something to grasp onto with these guys. I feel like I'm watching AEW just waiting for the newness to wear off because it it hits so fa- it hits faster in AEW than it did in TNA. It hits because TNA we got Christian and this is what we're doing with him. We got Kurt Angle and this is what we're doing for him. Too often Tony Khan has showed us I got this person and then I'm moving on to the next. I got this person. I'm moving on to the next. Like, even when I saw that it's now been trademarked, um, rated FTR. Okay, what are you doing with this? Like, I feel like I'm just waiting for it to forget that Edge is there. They because- get they they get they get a new leader more than freaking uh more than Frankie Stacchino and the other kid from Boy Meets World, where they kept trading bosses every every other episode. He has somebody leading them in the next. That's right. I definitely used the Boy Meets World reference. I didn't mean to cut you off, but they they're pissing me <laughs> off. I just feel like, and we knew TNA was the other brand. It was an alternative. I -hmm. feel like AEW wants to be presented as not the alternative, better than. And it should just be presented as the alternative because we keep looking to know it can be an alternative, but you keep wanting to make the don't watch WWE, watch me, not I have other options. It wants to be the only option. I had a debate about that later this week, early this week, buddy. You had a debate. I did. Uh, Blue from uh, the mixed tag show, as a matter of fact, he didn't like my comment about uh, a dub when I about my uh, the Michael Myers freaking post that Friday <laughs> when I said AW's time is up, and he and, and that's literally what the debate was about because I, I literally said what you said, and I was like, I didn't say those words, he did. He never said, Hey, look, if you don't want to deal with that, I got something for you. He he did exactly what you said he did. He said, No, look at us, don't look at them. So, mm-hmm. I, I, I agree with you. Yep. It's time for them to just that focus. Stop focusing on being WWE or beating them. Like, just look stay in your TNA lane like practice, yes. TNA has been around, and they're going to keep being around because they know who they are, and they know their they audience. Know their they, know, they know their role. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that, hey, look, that comment sent me over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Brian? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he just slapped his leg. He said, <laughs> it's a knee slapper. He said, 
Oh, that comment sent me over the edge. And Ed's just sitting there mad. You <laughs> mean, you mean. Right. Ed's is there for two weeks and somebody already dropped the edge comment. He probably mm-hmm. sitting up there ready to call punk. Hey, dude. I see exactly what you mean down here. I told these guys you. Have no, these guys have no respect. <laughs> exactly. Wow. It, it, it's, wow. It's, it's wild over there, man. You see that texting Tony Khan? They're going, they're going up to his room. I would never go to Vince's room. I didn't even know what hotel he stayed in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's all speculation. I don't know this. I'm just having fun with it. No, no, let's continue. He tried, to, he, he tried to put out a disclaimer real quick. Yep. Right. right. What about you, Brad? Does Edge look awkward in AW? Yeah, uh, Edge looked awkward since he came back. I said this before. You know, he's he was one of my guys, and I felt like okay. I know so wait, this he... is this is a different twist. So you think he looks awkward in general? Like you thought he looked awkward even when he came back to WWE. Now, which time did he come back? Because you know he came back like seven hundred forty-six times. He came back like thirteen times. Seven hundred forty-six times on a roll. Real talk. Mm-hmm. 2020 was cute, but after the the match with Randy Orton, that should have been it. Like, yeah, we wow, were... you dang, not even ho ho. That was real. You you didn't want to give a chance, bro. Sometimes <laughs> it's best oh, to wish that people could come back and they don't. Then they get them back, and it's like, uh, you know, who's a prime example? I'm listening. Sable. Ooh. yeah. Tell me the eye candy didn't wear off because she was older, man. Face, face was wrinkled out, and you had we are, first of all, we 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 had already fell on falling in love with 30 different new divas because you know, when, when, when she was around, it was, it was just it was just her, though, right? Her, yeah, because we was over Sunny, and, and it was and her and Jacqueline, Deborah. I, I'm talking before Deborah, though, it was it was just okay. her and Jacqueline, yeah. So, wait, so well, well Deborah was in 98, she came late 98. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. fair, but yes, but no, Jacqueline came in '98. Yeah, Jacqueline came in because that's what Jacqueline, she reacted the women's title, right? But because the Jacqueline ja- came in the beginning after Sable got kayfabe fired. And oh, Mark she was, Mero. she was she was the new love interest of Mark Merrow, mm-hmm. and then right. you know they had their thing, and then you're right, Deborah showed up because Jeff Jarrett kind of had his like he he had the uh, <laughs> he's mad at Xbox for peeing his boots, he's, he's mad at Xbox for peeing in his boots. And then uh, he, they had they had the hair match. He shaved yeah. him, and that's the birth of the puppies. That's when Deborah came out with the suits. And uh, let's just say it didn't take us long to get over Sable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he yes, sir. No, but you, but you, I, look, I, I I agree with you. I think I don't want to say peak edge, but peak edge was probably um, where was he at the match he had with Roman Reigns? That yeah, I was gonna say um, I will take that Money in the Bank twenty twenty one. Yeah, as the world right before the world opened, sort of opened up, you know, he went to SummerSlam. Uh, but you know, it, it was when he did that brood music that I nobody's going to not be able to convince me that he heard that Gangrel was coming to AEW and he we knew what double crossed him. We knew that's what it was about, you know. And I'm gonna give him credit with the matches with Seth Rollins, but after that, it was like, yeah, yeah. I think he should have stopped after the Seth Rollins matches, yeah. So like seeing him in AEW, and I get it. There's yeah. people out there who love we Edge. We you know, <laughs> my, my son does based off a video game. So you know, he he likes right. watching the matches. You know, but 
I just look looking at him over there, like looks like a shell of himself. We're gonna see what's been true all along. Which is Christian what was better. Oh, oh, ha! <laughs> Hold on, play the gunshot again because you just dropped bombs <laughs> left and right, bro. Like you just. I thought I was the only one that thought that. Dang, I, 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 brother Brandon, I'm gonna give you your 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 props, your credit, and all all, all of that stuff because you said it, and it, and, and it made me do the same thing. a deeper look into things, and I was like, yo, you know what? And I would go back and see some of the matches. And what it is is Edge was just bigger. He was the prototypical WWE size, right? He got more opportunities yeah. than Christian yeah. did. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But, but yeah, you were right. Had that controversy around him too. That's what helped. He him was as well. He was Christian. definitely happy with the whole leader thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Think about it. Christian was safe. Yeah, and then Christian went and said, "All right, I'm gonna leave. Watch what I do." Mm-hmm. Came back with world title reigns under his belt. Was the did the company thing said nope I don't need to be I'm gone <laughs> and then the, I think what bothers me the most is that I'm watching Christian now and I'm like man it's a shame that I'm looking at all his best stuff outside of his what he's going to be known for yeah and, and, and as much as I enjoy the matches I'm like man this stuff seems flat compared to what he did like post TNA we were happy because he came back but they're like this is a different side of villain because for once he's like a legit bad guy he's not a weasel. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I don't like Weasel Christian. Like, bro, you're better than a Weasel. That's like, I don't like Weasel Bret Hart in WCW. And, whew, man, you, I, I don't, Christian might be better. There's no might be, but I'm just like, yo, because think about it. Christian, what Christian is doing now, as far as his character, can last a lot longer than what Edge is doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's no disrespect to Edge, but after a while, you're not going to be able to physically, you, you can't write checks, your butt can't really cash it after Ooh, a while. Wow. Versus Christian. He could kick Nick Wayne out in six months, get him another protege. He can add people. He can change it around. Him another he can, son. He can get right. him another uh, wrestler and say, this is now my daughter. Look what I'm doing with her. He could do some He could do some stuff that's going to make Yo, I still can't world? get over the presser. When he was talking about Antonio Nuki. Oh, my gosh, bro. He's, he's like, like wrestler? <laughs> no, not that part. Oh, Forget that, that was jerk. my favorite part. That was my what I'm talking part. about when they talked about Antonio Noki, he's like their grandfather. <laughs> and he does all that stuff with a straight oh face, like, bro. I got... <laughs> and, I, and I was getting annoyed because I'm sitting there, I'm like, all you, and I, I, for one, I don't like being that person that criticizes the pressers because, you know, people always got something to say about them. But I was getting annoyed because I'm like, yo, Christian is right there. Why y'all asking him questions about other stuff? Like he's a freaking champion, the most over person on the show. Mm-hmm. And then this the, the thing broke that his title was on. And he was like, look at it, just like this. What do you think? I like this company. It's all broken. <laughs> <laughs> the thing, and he said, You've been champion for like two weeks. He's like 76 days. Yep. <laughs> and it was like, whatever. It was like that's no, part. That's the part that's yeah. gonna last a long time. Because think about what why are we talking about Christian right now? Is because of what he did in the ring. No, no, <laughs> isn't it? It is what he has been able to do on the microphone. Like, he looks dumb right now. He wears the all black with a, with a cut off arm <laughs> shirt, toe neck. and I'm just, <laughs> right. <laughs> the fact that man was rocking a turtleneck mid summer with a uh, what was that? That brown jacket that looked like it was um, 
suede. I'm like, this man is serious. It is, and he and his and, and you're waiting for him to like break or say something funny. It's like, no, this dude is dead serious. But um, man, he I don't know, man. Edge is, after Edge gave him that heartfelt promo, he hugged him and then told him, "Go." <laughs> you say, "Go f yourself." And this is I he he Edge is saving Edge. Uh, I'm sorry, Christian is the real reason why. Like, if I want to catch the show to see something on the show, that's mm-hmm. it. That's what I'm. I'm waiting to see his segment so I can move on. You know, how's what I mean? everybody's father's doing tonight? Yeah. <laughs> oh God, it's such a jerk. He's literally but, um, the only reason I watch it. Him and Prince, no, no. I mean, yeah, yeah, because because think about it, brother. He, you, you you can you can go watch everything else. Yeah. <laughs> Chris <laughs> Nana is a rare gem. Yeah, yeah. Please the the, the story is that. when 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 the real Dwayne Allen almost scared him in the alley. Okay. Well, oh yeah, where, where were we at? Where we were? ROH. That's yeah, what making, me nervous, making me nervous. <laughs> yeah. That's because I used, I used to wear a hood everywhere. Like I was that was, was I don't know why. Miriam and um, what's the dude? The uh, the the, the perv T.J. Perkins. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, wow. they was walking to the cars and he was making me nervous, making me nervous. <laughs> the way he's like, you gotta be nervous at the wrestling round. Oh, right. I heard of y'all. <laughs> That's that took me back almost <laughs> yeah, That was fun. Those are some good old days, man. Just a lot of high, a lot of low. But uh, yeah. we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna skip down and get uh skip down a bit. We were gonna talk about Tony Tony Khan's tweets, but oh gosh, do we, do we I didn't, here's here's the thing. They always say that all publicity is good publicity, good, bad, or indifferent. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're gonna call the segment Tony's tweets because Tony, because Tony, <laughs> Tony Khan has been where's tweeting Dylan? out of control. Tony's tweets. <laughs> he said, "Where's, where's Dylan?" He, Tony's tweets have been have gotten. Um, that's true, bro, uh, brother. That's right. <laughs> I don't know why I just I wore like hoodies everywhere. As, I don't know. I think I was hiding as as I was six twelve, as Brother Brandon says. Thank you for acknowledging that. Um, but yeah, so it's it's Tony Tony Khan has been tweeting out some crazy stuff and ever since the Tuesday Night Wars. Um, the what? The Tuesday Night War. You don't remember, you don't remember the Tuesday Night War? Yeah, NXT, the, NXT. Tuesday Wait. Night Beatdown. <laughs> Checking my words together. <laughs> <laughs> when AEW AW try to go toe to toe with DX, it's a terrible idea. <laughs> Who told you it was open? <laughs> oh man, oh, Tony Khan just went on this barrage of just tweeting, it's and it, it it made it very personal. It seemed like sour grapes. Now, mm-hmm. like I said, some people say all publicity is good publicity. Do you guys think that Tony Khan's tweets are good for business? Does it matter? Uh, does it make a difference? Does he look crazy? Is it helping bring in notoriety to AEW and him as a business owner? Like, what what, what say you? Personally, I think it's good for getting attention. Yeah. And I don't mind doing stuff to get attention if there's going to be, like, some sort of follow-up to it. But there's also something, like, Considered negative attention, and um, man, I, 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 I'm nervous for Tony right now. It's because he's tweeting, he's being petty, and I, I respect him for speaking out. But at the same time, attendance is low, ratings are tanking. 
there's no it's no more blockbuster free agents you can sign outside of somebody that's been released. I thought he was selling out arenas though. Uh, so who well, last time I checked, he I'm and I'm speaking of selling out arenas, brother Hugh. When that number went from eighty two thousand five hundred eight seven <laughs> to like to like seventy two something, I was like, okay. Turnstiles like, tell it all. I think that was just like the downfall. But do you guys think that Tony Tony's tweets is good for business or bad for business? Bad. I don't. I don't. I think they bad because yeah, he got people egging him on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and Daniel Price says it hurts the company because drawing attention stuff all the wrong reasons around the product. Exactly, I agree, right? Daniel Price. Um, you said uh, so you said I agree, Daniel Bryan. No, Daniel Bryan. <laughs> right. But but also think about this, right? What about trying to sell like sponsorships? Trying to oh yeah, I didn't even think about the business marketing. Yeah, and, and, and I'm gonna give a shout out to Wrestle Rap. I was listening to Emilio and Cam Seahawk, and that was one of the things, and I was like, yo, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, I'm in the gym listening. Because you don't Why? see he's a... the Jack Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> you should have saw that coming, brother. I did. <laughs> but you you think about when you go, you, you don't. It's the reason you don't see Vince McMahon, Triple H, and the responding activity. This dude responded to dirt sheets. He's responding right. to bots. He's DMing people that these people were sitting up there exposing his DMs, and it's like, bro. You doing this like you sound like a child, as Brother Ross says. Tony, stop acting like a child. You know, it's like sometimes you just got to take the heat. Okay, you lost. You know, using a promo or something, make it a part of the story. But like tw- Twitter, that's like real because you can't cape, babe. No, 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 you, know? you cannot. It's fun for us. We get to sit back and laugh, you know, and, and yell, take his phone. But the first thing that happens, everybody's like, yo, and it hits the group chats and all over the place. That's fun. But for the people that don't like wrestling, right? Um, like them people at the top, like, like, yo, what is this dude doing? Mm-hmm. NBA owners don't tweet like this because that's the that's what they go compare him to. Yeah. Sports owners, executives from different companies. Exactly. And they were like, they don't complain about this stuff. Why is he acting like this? You know, <laughs> uh, Jermaine says Anthony need to go to his room. Exactly. You know, and 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 and, and like Daniel said, he called him Anthony. That's his government name, <laughs> Anthony. <laughs> and like you know, you you talk about good night and this that, and that. You you put over Mayo Clinic, and then all of a sudden. You you bring up WWE after you just tagged Mayo Clinic, and I'm sitting there. I was thinking that's what I was like, yo, anybody know the social media people that work there? Because I I remember this is a time when I was at Hopkins, and you get tied up in some negativity, then it sends everybody on high alert because they don't realize what's going on. It's like, yo, why is this getting all this traction? They're like, yo, okay, we good. And I'm wondering what Mayo Clinic uh, social team was acting like that day, because it's like. We do you know they get trolls and stuff because people's always you know just because of everything. No, it, it everything you said makes perfect sense, man. And I, this is something the problem is this is something we have not seen before, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um it's you know, we haven't seen an owner be so involved 
publicly. Yeah. You know, it's and uh, sometimes you just gotta take your phone away. Take take his phone away. But um we'll we will uh we'll see what happens next. It's um I don't know, man. I, I swear I'm trying to be positive and I'm not trying to downplay AW, but man. No, call it what it is. The simple fact that he doesn't have any layers or people in his ear or wise counsel to actually tell him, I know you might be frustrated, but let's turn this energy into something else. Mm-hmm. Or let's allow this to fight the battle. You are the figurehead and you're making yourself, and every time you introduce yourself, I'm the CEO, head booker, owner, operator of, so you won too many titles. You're a millionaire, yep. a CEO, act like it. You don't have to come mm-hmm. to every show to tell people, thank you for coming out. Whoever your figure here is, because you made the announcement about ROH, but you want to hold on to AEW, and you want to make sure everybody knows, we're going to associate you with AEW. You are the missing man of AEW. Act like it, and I hate to compare him to he who names shall, shall not be named because every time we do, we have technical difficulties. Mm-hmm. But you gotta take something from him because what, <laughs> what tweets come from that man? Happy birthday to somebody, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Congratulations on something for X, Y, Z, celebrating true. 30 years on this. That's sir, you are the figurehead and the person everybody looks at, and to compare him to you know a political thing. Look what mm-hmm. happens when one person was tweeting everything they could think of. We're like, this is insane. And look at the <laughs> comparison when the person before him didn't tweet as much and just said the congratulations or thanks or, you know, good job this. Two different eras, two different outcomes, two different followings. And granted, I probably would get some slack from the AW lawyers. It's not that I'm bashing them. It's the fact that he's not thinking clear because he's a kid playing with his toys and somebody else brought a different toy that he had. Fanboy <laughs> McGee. Oof. That's what we call him. Fanboy McGee. Fanboy yeah, McGee. He, and don't get me wrong, I give him credit. He's given us things that us as fans can appreciate, but you yeah. are a business owner that's bringing a product that has a good audience to life and you're turning people off to it. Yeah. I should have wanted to see what Edge is going to do but you and his first match against Luchasaur <laughs> is not going to make me turn from NXT on any day of the week. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, well, yeah. the first match could have been against. Put him right there with MJF as the first match, or something to make people want to turn to it. You know what I mean? Put him against somebody that's going to make you say, "Oh, that's serious." Edge is he come? He came to he came to show people that he's here. And if it takes a year in a storyline to get them back, tell that story. Yeah, not gonna take no year, year to tell no story. AW, it's a hot shot indie booking. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying? Like, no, I you, agree. Trust me. You should have gave me something to make me say, "I'm not gonna watch it next year. I want to go watch that." Yeah, mm-hmm. that, and, yeah, and even even at this bare minimum, like NXT, like you know, that's that should have been the uh, the bar that you should be trying to let's let's start here at the bottom first, humbly. Let's take out. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's let's compare our product to NXT. Then now let's go to the main roster and then so on and so forth. But um, and, I, and I, last thing I'm gonna say, but I'm not wanna. I don't understand if you got people in your company that have been successful, they'll share knowledge with you why they were successful and why they where they failed. Take that into <laughs> account. Yep. You got a whole Jeff Jarrett right there. I, I would have thought it, the bro. product would have shifted, 
me and Jeff Jarrett would have been the best of friends because I'd be like, what, did, what you worked be, for you or what didn't? And you Why did got, and you got w, w, um, What was it? Um, Global Force, GFW. Mm -hmm. Why did that fail? Where did you go wrong? What could you have did differently? Oh, not sweet. Okay, never mind. Go up to some sponsors, oh, whatever it may be. He got a whole thing right there that lived through promotions that flourished at a time when we didn't have this social media. Let him under understand that part of the business. They probably be trying, and he'd be like, you know, and they'd be like, you know, I'm gonna just get my money. And then some of them, Triple H, probably be sending down there. Hey man, go disrupt some things down there for me. Yeah, but what about an Arn Anderson though? Like, like Arn Anderson was there. He he watched Jim Cracker promotions fall, and then he watched yeah. WCW fall. Like, you think he really listened to Arn Anderson? And I told I, Tony, because you don't <laughs> listen, we'll be right in the toilet, just like the rest of them. But I, I just did Conrad to get a paycheck. Most guys are though. Like this, this <laughs> it's, get it's a business. Oh, yeah, it, yeah. His, his son looks first of all looks ridiculous. Smack like him, uh, especially he, he was looks like a sixty-year-old man. Well, see, that's but so did Arn Anderson at that age. So did Arn Anderson at that age. So that's the crazy part. Facts. So, so did Arn. In double A spawn busters. Arn right. was a forty-year-old man for forty years. He was. He was his he whole was. wrestling career. His was I'm a forty-year-old man. Old time, old time, old time. He was twenty-seven years old. <laughs> No, it looked like somebody's grandpa out there wrestling, but uh, the yeah, whole time. I don't know why it was, but that's how it was back in the 80s. It was cool to look old looking, mm -hmm. made you look more like a man. But like I said, we love we love to, we love to sit here and talk about Tony and tweets all day. We'll be here for hours, but uh, mm -hmm. something else kind of happened this week, good brothers. Uh, Logan Paul, first of all, he had the, he had the controversial boxing match, which he wins, mm -hmm. um. And then turn around and they ask him, we know what's next. And this man went out of his mouth and said, Hey, I, I plan on challenging Ray Mysterio for the United States Championship. Well, sorry, Ray. <laughs> oh, time. Right. Sorry, Ray. Get it I, off of me. It, it, is it obvious what's going to happen next? Oh, yes. It's very obvious. Brother, you talk about it. Logan Paul's going to become the United States Championship. And we yep, yep. He's becoming the like, champ, and then uh, my man L.A. Knight will take it off of him later on. Yep. Let me talk to you. There it is. That's it. I might have lost this match, Jerome, but guess what? You running your mouth? I'm going to shut you up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to tell you something right now. You see the pants, you fly by, got little kids to eat for you, like whatever. Yeah, <laughs> dummy. <laughs> first, of all, first of all, we just got a brand of the guy got L.A. night, <laughs> right? Oh, oh man, that was rich. This is one of those nights, mm -hmm. man. This this is how wrestling is when they got you all the way messed up in here. He said, "I couldn't be wrong, but you talk too much." Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely going on social. <laughs> oh man, that was perfect. That was great. <laughs> he was still laughing. Mm -hmm. Sorry, go ahead. What you? No, no you good. You good. Hey, now you good, man. That's, as soon as I saw the clip of Logan Paul, I said, "Well, well, Ray, you had a good run." Everybody knows. Sorry, Santo. She still can't get the belt. No, right. it's, it's, oh, sorry, sorry, maybe, Santo. Maybe Santos could beat him because they. I feel like I don't. I don't trust Santos. I really don't. And he's. You need 
I'm, I'm not buying this LWO thing, but I think I might be changing my mind because he got a fresh LWO uh, action figure. And it's like, well, usually when action figures come out, they want to ride the wave for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't trust. I've only known him as a heel. Like, I, I understand him as El Fantasmo, and, but he had a mask on. You know, no personality. But Santos Escobar, first of all, his last name is Escobar. That's you already like. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I feel like cocaine in your bag. Listen to me. Legado del Fantasma. I don't trust them. Uh, but, but as soon as as soon as Logan Paul said, "I want the United States said, I said, "Well, Ray, you had a good run, buddy." He's gonna wear it to his next boxing match. You do realize that, right? He's gonna oh, yeah, wear absolutely. it everywhere. He's gonna, gonna announce him as the WWE United States Champion, Logan Think Paul. He's he he doesn't get any more United States of America than a freaking influencer that has made millions. Like it's not like he started out real estate and said, "Okay, I'm gonna stop doing something on YouTube." He's a born and bred American influence. So like if you look up on, on Wikipedia, that's what he's you know, that's what he's known as. It says American influence. And mm-hmm. he has turned that into a profitable business. And that man is going to be your next United States championship. So Brian H, that United States championship behind you, you might as well get go get yourself a Logan Paul hat or figure something because <laughs> a lime green prime and an orange um side plate. Have well, you guys ever had, do the prime? Have you guys have you guys had prime before? Plenty no, of time. I have it. We did a whole not, taste test on it. Not my cup of tea. Unless they want to really? sponsor the show. Then I love it. If Prime, if you want to sponsor the show, then I love it. <laughs> I like Prime. I could what did oh, it taste man. like? Did it taste like Mountain Dew and Depression? No, it, that, it tastes like freaking like medicine. <laughs> I can't do right? it. Right? I like it better than Zoa, the Rock's joint. I See, so, I've, I've never had his. The Rock's joint tastes like this. Because it comes in a can. Yeah, yeah. But it, the it prime, tastes, tastes like it's flat already. Yeah. I'm 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 a, like icicle. I'm a I'm a body armor guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now a lot of people I I did I didn't used to be a body armor guy. Like it was okay, but I was like, oh, it's good, mm-hmm. and it's not as much sugar and uh stuff in it. It's a little more natural. Um, but I was more of like stick to Gatorade because Gatorade is kind of thin. It's like I don't like thick juice too much unless it's like cranberry juice or real juice. So for my energy, you know, sporting beverage to to replenish my electrolytes. Um, I look for something a little more light, but um, I don't know why Listen, but if Prime was once once was watched the show, uh, what do you watch sponsored by Prime Energy? This is the best drink ever, man. Look, uh, I like it right now. It, it, it's uh, do you like C4? I've never had it before. See, I don't trust those things because I don't. I used to drink Rippets back in the day, I, and and my I would literally feel my like. Whatever this is over here, my kidney like start to feel pain. I was like, bro, I got. To oh, drink okay. I drank a C4 and I thought my chest was going to explode. See, that's what I'm afraid of because I've already had like heart problems because of uh, uh, like I don't know what I have a thing where it's like if my heart, whatever's wrong with my heart, it's nothing wrong with it, but it shows symptoms of something of something way worse. Like like one time I got rushed to the hospital and they thought I was having a heart attack, but I found out I wasn't. Like if if I didn't if my body didn't respond to it from the ambulance ride to the freaking hospital, they was ready to take me to surgery and stick a stick in my heart. And they was like, "Oh, never mind, that's not what it is." But it looks like that. I'm like, "No, I'm not." You know, I feel you. I think I was taking too many like colon cleanser pills or something. I don't know, but I, it just so one of those things that I wasn't paying paying attention. Yeah, I was I was cutting weight. <laughs> Yeah, I only uh, drink a C4 if I'm going to work out, like just to be sitting around drinking. No, yeah. is that is, is that like a is it like a soda, like a Red Bull type thing, or is it like it's, juice? Yeah, it's, like it's Red more Bull, like yeah. a Red Bull. It's cracking a can. Yeah, it's a Red Bull, a Monster, and a Gatorade. I mean, a Mountain Dew. 
with extra caffeine. I'm nervous because when I see them C fours, I'll be like, bro, I, I don't trust them tall boys. That's almost yeah. like drinking a full, a full. You know, it's like cool. You, you, you feel it. You yeah, do it's feel instantly. it. It, it, it takes you back to the local. Day. You be talking to people like this the one You be like this the whole time. Be like, what are we doing there? But, but man, I that tell boy, you this, that, that boy like, had me tingling and shaking like. Man, ah, I, I, I do the treadmill twenty minutes running now. Your eyebrows don't go down the whole time. You're like, why do I look so surprised? Do you ever crash? Absolutely. I feel like I died. When I finally crashed, I feel like I had the ugly, fat man, mouth open, drool, snoring. And I was like, why do I feel like this? Oh, man. Because of that. Because the first time I had it was actually in Dallas. They was at WrestleMania Access, and they was giving them away. Okay. So I was like, yeah. All right. Tesla's just like the drug dealers do. Uh-huh. Hey, Bro, okay, here, take this. Yeah. He's like, hey man, don't uh don't drink the whole thing. And I was like, all right. And it tastes good, so I'm just sipping. Throwing it back. I was, I'm like, oh shit, I didn't got uh oh. So I go, and, I had to go in the other room and edit uh the show, and I'm sitting there like he was flying. <laughs> I was like, whoa, what the heck? And I he said, turned, never yeah. again. He, tur- he turned into Carlton from Fresh Prince and he took the speed. And he was like, go Carlton. Bro, and, 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 and time, uh, <laughs> so now, like, if I would drop, like, one of the kids off, yeah. I would, you know, drop it off, then crack it open. So by the time I get to the gym, I'm ready. Now, one time it got me because I cracked it open. And Kaz was like, yo, can we record at 930? Uh, all right, I'm in the gym. It's like nine ten. I was like, I gotta hurry up and get home. So I'm sitting at the computer, like... just wired, just like I didn't get right. to burn all this stuff off. See, <laughs> exactly. we put it that way. We put it that way. That makes sense. Like I, I, yeah. I get that because like if you know you're going to kind of work it out your system, right? You know it's I mean? like the way yeah, you're supposed yeah, yeah. to eat sugar. Like if you, yeah, eat, yeah, you you go eat sugar. Uh, that's what Alonzo told me. Uh, mm-hmm. like you go eat sugar, you eat it before the gym. That way. Yeah. You start. You can burn it off. Bro, I don't even put sugar in my coffee. (laughs) 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 Oh man, I just keep thinking about the. I just keep thinking about the Kool Aid man. (laughs) Oh yeah. I'm done, man. This is this. These are this week in pro wrestling joints being way too comical. I feel like I've been laughing the entire show, and I'm completely sober. So this is natural. That's you, Grant. Okay. Uh, right. You. You sober. I, I have say, so many questions. Why do you use your sugar in your cocaine in the same place? Because your name is uh, Santos Escobar. Yeah. Is that why? <laughs> <laughs> oh Santos. man. So he who's turning heel first? Him or uh, Melo? I'm. Oh man. I'm telling you. Uh-huh. I don't. It's probably gonna be mellow because yeah. I don't trust. I, I yeah. swear I don't trust Santos Escobar at all. But like yeah, he's he, just slowly burning us. So, but Melo gonna hit us. Melo gonna be like, well, Sean, you told me to do it. Oh, yeah, he's, bra- he's bragging on everything. Like, well, I learned this from you. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know who else burned off? Um, Logan Paul's gonna burn that United States Championship. Uh, yeah, that joke gonna be on YouTube. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> Logan Paul with a belt. You, would it? What if they? What if they like he redesigned and add some blue back there, brother Brandon? Wouldn't you like that? Add a little blue back there where the stars is. He'd be a Logan Paul fan. Yeah. Add a little blue back there, change up the belt a little bit. I like it. I think we all agree we need blue. 
Yeah. Have you ever seen a customizer put the blue back there before? Like, say, like, it looks good. Yeah, yeah. yeah I took out the picture of him with the blue strap. Paul with Martin, the blue strap. Would you, yeah. would you guys, would you guys mind strap? if you could find it, send it to me again? Because I remember I saw it, but I just want to take it. Oh, to please, I got you. Don't you worry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Everybody has a story. I think I figured the belting <laughs> would. If anybody, he, he called his phone. Siri, show me that belt. Like, uh, like, like Paul Heyman. Yeah. Uh, you need you need your own like like voice telecom like belt assistant. You right. gotta call it something, but um, <laughs> but yeah, moving on. I, I'm afraid to say this guy's name because every time we say this guy's name, we have technical difficulties. And have and... yeah, see, you see, that's that's what I'm getting at, Bradish. I think I don't think we have a reason to be afraid of you more. Did you hear? We, I'm we not afraid of power. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm a, okay. I'm gonna try it. If something cuts off, y'all just go ahead and finish the show without me. Oh, I said his anymore. name a couple times. We good. Now you did. I was waiting to see what was gonna happen. I'm like this, but um, this is the biggest thing, and I, I think we're probably just gonna end on this because uh, I think we have plenty of time to talk about uh Crown Jewel, any upcoming week week or two. Uh, Crown Jewel, uh, um, November third or fourth. What is that? Fourth, fourth, It's like a midday pay per view too, right? Yeah, yeah, because you know the the, the time zone. Like different. last year. Uh, so yeah, so we're gonna end on this note. Uh, Vince McMahon, I said it. Light still on. All right. Yeah, has been completely voted out of creative by um, what's his name? Ari Emanuel. Yep. Yeah. Guy, guy, guy in charge of uh, TKO Sports. TKO Sports. I, I almost called him Ari Gold. Oh wow! From uh, entourage. Because I just started it like a few months ago, and I was like, oh, I see why people love this show. Yeah, it's funny. Um, <laughs> and 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 it's and it's so many episodes to binge. Like you can get caught up in that stuff. But uh, Ari Emanuel, Emanuel. Um, <laughs> now word in the street is first of all, we we're here to talk about uh, Vince McMahon finally being completely booted out of creative, saying that Triple H. This is what everybody's saying. I don't you know take it with a grain of salt. It's that Triple H has ninety nine percent, ninety nine point nine percent. Complete creative control over all creative decisions in all of WWE. Now, most people are saying this is something that Vince McMahon was told wouldn't happen, mm-hmm. but you know, Vince has once again got some got a lot of stuff going on publicly, and they made the decision that they also felt that his personal issues and his placement within the company is uh could also be a direct or contributing result to their stock stock um stock prices kind of dipping mm. you know what i mean which is you know you got to keep the shareholders happy so with that being said months ago we celebrated years ago i guess i guess uh we celebrated triple h and his triple h dust as he began to take over creative and we, we were all running around singing ding dong the witch is dead the witch is dead <laughs> only only for the witch to come back to life and say psych i didn't die and everybody kind of started behaving themselves again but now we're living in a world where Triple H is most likely 100% in charge of creative, and he has been knighted um, by Ari Emanuel of TKO Sports. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how much Vince McMahon still had a hand in creative, but I remember Brother Brandon said, you can tell, like, watching uh, that last Monday Night Raw, you saw more of Triple H's kind of kind of his calling cards all over that show. But... uh as we wrap this up, how do you guys feel about Triple H finally kind of earning the stripes from the boss, the real boss, not the former boss, and getting complete 
almost complete creative control over WWE. Vince's man's finally out after all these years. Well, he earned it. Yeah, he took his exactly. time, you know. He, I mean, you talk about somebody who had like a twenty-year internship. Yeah, wow. yeah. I'm sure, so, I'm sure he was paid handsomely, but that's 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 what it seems like working for Vince, right? So uh, it's very exciting, especially we got a preview of um, we got a preview of it, SummerSlam twenty twenty two. Yeah, you know he came out with just bangers immediately. Uh, you look at. <laughs> They were showing off. Yeah, and you look at WrestleMania, you could see like, okay, yeah, this is the Triple H show. Yeah, Vince, Vince got his match, Brock and Omos, but that that was a Triple H show. So I, I'm excited. That went, went absolutely nowhere. It did TikTok. Oh, that was the yeah, purpose. That's... He said TikTok. Not went to TikTok. Oh. Yeah, he the purpose TikTok. was to get the F5 or Omos so they could get their spins. <laughs> Well, that's that's good to know. Anybody seen MVP since? I didn't think so. Wow! Hold on, I I, I uh, uploaded the pictures that you was looking for. Oh, there you go, right there. This is I. If there's an excuse to change the belt up a little bit, mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about the blue strap. The blue strap is fine. Don't get me wrong, but it reminds me of the Universal Championship. But I definitely feel like there needs to be some blue with these stars up here. Yeah, it's some people clean it behind the WWF logo too, like they put white behind it. I've mm. seen it. and I've seen it on a white strap. The white strap wasn't bad, but the only reason I mm. like the blue because it's on SmackDown. Well, see, I don't like that brand specific strap stuff because anything could change. Yeah, and then you was changing the strap. Like, like, like I didn't like the fact that they changed the Universal Championship to blue just because it was on SmackDown. I'm like, no, if the belt is red, let it be red, even if it's on right. SmackDown, because that's that's the identity of the title. Not mm-hmm. that's like that's like uh, TNA changing uh, the Legends Championship to. Whatever you know what I mean. Darker red. <laughs> yeah, like like no, it, it was meant to be one color. But yeah, man, Vince is Vince is finally out. Triple H has earned his place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very excited to see what's to come. It's because I feel like now we've all been in spaces, and and even us, we give each other our own spaces because nobody wants to feel like they're being creatively stifled. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everybody and everybody doesn't want to have to make decisions by committee all the time. Sometimes you want to say, "Hey, listen, this is what I want to do," and let me just do it. And you know, uh, Vince McMahon, I, we knew it was going to be hard for him to let this go, but it's because he's been in this space for such a long time. But it seems like man, he's he's finally out. He has nine lives. He always finds his way back in. Somebody's even saying like, "Oh, now he's trying to sell stock options and get out of the deal now." And I'm like, "No, nope, Vince, have a seat." But um, it's officially a new era. Yeah, how do, how do, how do we feel about that though, man? I don't know. I mean, I've, I've always felt like right now, I, you don't know what you miss until you don't have it, right? Right. Or, or right. you don't you don't know what to miss because you assume things are the way they're supposed to be, and then you find out like, oh wow, this is much better now. This person's no longer in control because it's just time to move on, and now we're fully there. Now we have a full situation where it was like, hey, man, it's steak. Yeah, you know, Vince Vince is officially out of creative. What are you guys looking forward to now with Triple H completely in charge? See, and I'm looking for the future because the WWE is such a huge... Ten years ago, Vince McMahon was doing it all, right? Mm-hmm. He had his cronies around him, the board of directors. He was manipulating, had his yeah. hands in... Not ten years, let's say 20 years ago. The way that business is done now, you have to have somebody controlling... The business side and the entertainment side. Thank now that Triple H is 100% in the entertainment side, and you have the business side of Nick Khan, 
I think that TKO is going to say, okay, there are all people there, just like they have Dana White now. Is it, what's, yeah, with and, UFC, yep. Yeah, with UFC and the other person running the business side. I'm mm-hmm. a, It's easy to manage that and not have one person yeah. trying to dip into both. And it's even to the point, I was thinking, I was like, maybe that's, that's why Triple H got removed from the board because they want him just exclusively for creative because yeah, that will make sense see, and Brian's gonna hate this reference as we see with Marvel they learned when you have a Kevin Feige <laughs> just do that look what DC is struggling with so they they're don't not have the same huh? oh no DC has capes he's trying he's he's trying to trigger you on purpose yeah, that's yeah. Said, stop it. but as you can see when they realize that you know <laughs> yeah, so, the overlords of they Disney, got capes right <laughs> The overlord of Disney has this, but we're gonna let Kevin Feige have the Marvel stuff and make it impactful. So that's what I think TK is. The same way with Star Star Wars and Dave Filoni. Yep. Y'all really, y'all really getting into the nerd stuff. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, real quick, you know, you talked about uh commercial success in in, in WCW. So on this show, uh you got Muhammad Ali and you got Mr. T. See, there you go. I, I remember them. Now, granted, granted, they were playing the hits, but they had one job. Mm-hmm. Show, t- show Turner Broadcasting that they could, you know, really make some noise nationally. And I, that was kind of I mean, you got a here. full house. Like, AEW, TNA, wish they could draw this house. You, I mean, I'm glad you, you do have Flair versus Hogan. I mean, that match. Match we supposed to get at WrestleMania. Yeah, 95, 94 was going to definitely draw with sensational Sherry. Walking flare out of the ringside. Oh, butterfly rogue flare too. The black one, the one that did y'all watch Hidden Treasures? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This I is need the to one catch they up was on searching it. for. Yeah, shout oh, out wow. to uh the homie AJ Francis. He was on there, he's flexing uh his TV's uh skills. He used to be the host of that, but then they when they when they brought it back, they they went with Booker T. Yeah, yeah. Hey, wow. I thought he did good on there. I thought he, he did good too. Yeah, yeah. You, you could tell he was a fan. He was. Making that connection, but with Vince, mm-hmm. I'm glad that he's been forced to sit down. Mm-hmm. Somebody is checking him. They probably let him make that deal. Said we we know we got to make this deal with you. Keep the old man happy. Now go sit over there and figure out what a TV deal. Get Nick Khan some more money. Go over there and get, count your money, Vince. Let Triple H keep having his toys. Do whatever you want to do, Triple H. Just keep playing with him the right way and make us money. Because it's working. Mm-hmm. Every, every, you could tell uh, the product was different when Vince had his hand and they realized, hold on, hold on. You done messed up the ratings. You got people on the and, and the stock options. Yeah, he said, right. wait a minute, you messing up too many things at one time. Don't, Go don't, to that. Nah, you went too far. Don't, don't the bring stock, up the, the stock, stock options. The, the, stock, the, stock, the stock numbers went down. Oh, no. He got to go. See, that's the business. Yeah, they said that was enough. enough. That's enough. Yeah. Listen, that, my guy. That, that hurt. You Sorry, Brian. I know you're a shareholder. Yeah, you are. You are almost <laughs> eighty years old. Why are you not retired, sir? With he your villain-looking mustache. He told. He looks hey, like a villain. From the, he looks like he's a villain from The Incredibles. Um, he yeah. said, bring your daughter back. Yeah. I yes. Just, I, yes. I, I I just I think that's hilarious that he just first of all that he dyed his hair pitch black. He grew a mustache. I'm like, come on, old man, cut it out. You're like, seven, is he seventy six? How old is he? Too hey old Siri, too, too old, old to be, uh, McMahon. Too old to be trying to run a wrestling company. <laughs> <laughs> I, think so. 
I think somebody said that he was like, for once, he's not in a situation of his father. Where at one point, his father, when he sold him the company, he ended up working for Vince Jr. or Vince mm-hmm. Kennedy, and it was nothing you could do about it because he, he didn't agree with half the stuff that Vince did as far as going national and kind of, mm-hmm. you know, kind of spearheading the, the the demolition of the territory system. But at the end of the day, his father was still, you know, I work for my son now. Like I sold him the company. This is what I do. Uh, yeah, I mean, the man who gave Hulk Hogan his name. So. Vince, Vince has had a good run. I appreciate what he's done to this point. It was just time. Like, cut it out. It's Triple H's time. DX is running. He's 78. Yeah, come on, man. Like, this is, this is you know. Right, go sit down. Yeah. You got but, seven um, grandkids. Go be with one of them. Yeah, just pick one. Just hang out. Just pick one. <laughs> one of them just got is uh, playing college football. Go yeah. buy a building there. Go get a he building. Might be there. heading into business soon. <laughs> Go adopt it. Go buy that team and give them some money. Do something. Go run the <laughs> sports complex. Do something. Make them. Make them. He's going to open up the WBF again. Yeah, I guess so for seniors. Um, <laughs> but, you, but, you, but you know what he won't be doing, right? He won't, he won't be writing any more scripts for Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, NXT, <laughs> BXT, WCW, ECW, NCAA, all that stuff. It's Tony Khan. AARP, <laughs> Tony I'm gonna destroy my own company. Mm-hmm. Uh, this man is 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 finally done. Uh, just like this show, Good Brothers, we made it. We said Vince this, McMahon. We did it, and everything the nice didn't go off. Hugh, you guys say it. I don't want to. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting like, no, no, I don't want to. Say Vince McMahon <laughs> ten times and we survive. Right. <laughs> the curse is over. The curse right. is over. That's like, right. Right. That's what I feel. I should be. I should be uh, relieved. It's like we just survived the match with Papa Shango. <laughs> it's like somebody. It's like people like play candy. Like say, say Vince McMahon three times in the mirror, see what happens. You know, <laughs> gonna pop up. You're fine. No, that's <laughs> your fire. From creative. Now go over there and go over there and count your money. But, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you rocking with the wrestling room as we always do. For this special uh, episode of this week in professional wrestling, we are going to stay tuned to see what else happens. There's so much more to come as we kind of make our way through the fall wrestling season. And before you know it, it'll be winter time. But you can follow us on all social media platforms at Wrestle Room. Subscribe to our Patreon, our Twitch, and our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash the Russell Realm. Don't forget to head to watch the latest and greatest addition to the Russell Realm Championship Culture. YouTube.com slash Russell Realm Playlist Championship Culture. Follow all these brothers on their on their personal social media feeds. Uh, I work with an ambitious and a hardworking group of brothers. They're always all over the place, and we are blessed and lucky to even have this one night where we can come together like super friends and uh, put on this great show as we always do. So I definitely appreciate you, brothers. Follow them at all of their social media platforms. Keep track of what they're doing. You never know. They might be able to provide a service for you or do something for you or be a part of something or just, just network at the end of the day. With that being said, wrestling fans, join us next week at same bat time, same bat channel, same bat place. Usually, I, I will play the Batman clip. I was gonna say with the cape, right? With the cape, <laughs> like with the cape. Uh, but on, <laughs> like Brad, if you catch it, yeah, don't they have capes? Jack Farmer told me. Jack Farmer said that's how you tell the difference. I was Dang. all confused. It's it's kind of true. 
No, but, I was gonna say he it's some truth rooted in that, but I don't want to acknowledge it. Listen, we'll say that for him <laughs> at the dot because guess what, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna be in for another three and a half hours so brother Brandon can give Brian H a breakdown between Marvel and DC and why DC yeah, wears cape we and Marvel does not. Peace. <laughs> Boy. Houston, we have a problem. Yes!